Why do you call it the Predator? It's a nickname. You know, the data suggests that it tracks its prey, exploits weakness, seems to, well, enjoy it. Like a game. That's not a predator, that's a sports hunter. Sorry? A predator kills its prey to survive. I mean, what you're describing is more like a bass fisherman. Well, we took a vote. Predator's cooler, right? Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Found his escape pod in Mexico. Still looking for the ship he came in. He's heavily sedated. What a beautiful motherfucker. Hey, everybody, and welcome back. <laughs> You're going to start unwrapping candies next? <laughs> just, just do the intro. Yes, sir. Hey, everybody, welcome back to podcast part three, the part three podcast. I am Sam. And I'm Will. And uh, this week, we are taking on the three third predators, because they're... There's just so many directions this wacky franchise could go, they could never really decide. Well, and the, the question really is, what counts as a part three in this franchise? Which is the weirdest franchise that had... Uh, well, we'll get into it. But it is a very yeah. strange franchise. I mean, it's... I, we, the, the three third Predators in question are 2004's AVP, Alien vs. Predator, directed by uh, Paul W.S. Anderson of uh, Resident Evil and Mortal Kombat fame. 2010's Predators, directed by Nimrod Antal, of, uh, who did uh, Armored and Vacancy. Mm-hmm. And finally, uh, 2018's The Predator, uh, written and directed by the great Shane Black of uh, Lethal Weapon, Iron Man 3, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, etc., uh, etc. Et and co-written by Podcast Part 3 alum Fred Decker. Oh yes, RoboCop 3's Fred Decker. <laughs> also uh, Fred Decker of much better movies than <laughs> RoboCop 3. Yes, I forgot it was a Fred Decker-Shane Black collab. Oh yeah, oh yeah. But uh, so, you know, just going back to uh 1987 uh and a little movie called predator singular no <laughs> the at the beginning <laughs> uh directed by john mctiernan uh in his like action classics run he did like there's predator there's die hard and there's hunt for red october all in a row yeah uh written by jim and john thomas who were just two aspiring screenwriters who the story goes there was a joke kicking around Hollywood uh, that after Rocky Four came out, they were like, what's Rocky going to get have to do in Rocky Five? Fight an alien? And uh, <laughs> these guys got the idea, hmm, that's an interesting concept. Action hero versus alien. And that led to just, you know, they wrote this script. Basically, it was a spec script. And they couldn't get anyone interested in it. And they slipped it under the door of an executive at 20th Century Fox who then gave it to producer Joel Silver. Kids, don't do this. <laughs> this only works one time for one person or two yeah. in this case. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's, it, it's a bad idea and you will be fired. <laughs> but Joel Silver was like one of the biggest producers in Hollywood in the eighties and going into the nineties, he did lethal weapon. He did predator. He did die hard. He's like a brand unto himself. 
And so he took on this project and they attached Arnold Schwarzenegger and basically they suddenly had a, a huge hit on their hands. Alien Hunter from outer space hunts and picks off a uh, commando team of beefy badasses one by one until it's down to just him and Arnold, you know, you know, in a, just in a mano a mano uh, grudge match uh, with no weapons. <laughs> yeah. Arnold is, is bit by bit loses his weapons and his allies until it's just him having to basically, you know, like slather himself in mud and go feral to hunt, you know, the most advanced, you know, big game hunter in the galaxy. Describing it makes it sound ridiculous, but it... (laughs) It sounds really stupid, but it is a really well-made, well-directed action movie with incredible special effects and uh, creature animatronic effects by Stan Winston. Um, Yes, a great classic uh, alien design uh, play. You know, they... It was a practical... It was a guy. It was a seven-foot-two... I believe his name is... Kevin Peter Hall, right? Kevin Peter Hall. Yeah. Also, uh, Harry of Harry and the Hendersons. <laughs> uh, and he, he played the Predator in the first and then the second movie. So Predator came out, huge hit. Uh, they then make a sequel in uh, the early 90s, and it's a very different movie. Yeah, it's... Because it's, you know, we've done Predator in the jungle. What if the Predator came to the big city? And not just any city, but... Gang violence torn, not too distant future, nineteen ninety seven, Los Angeles. <laughs> it's which it's it's a movie that uh, is trying very hard to be a Paul Verhoeven movie and doesn't quite get there. <laughs> no, it's more fun than the RoboCop sequels, but yeah. it doesn't hold a candle to Predator or RoboCop. Right, and it it. It's just, it's so over the top and it's so, it's so weird. And I mean, and you, you have rightly pointed out many times what the big problem with the movie is, is that the movie is called Predator 2 and then it spends probably a good half of its runtime with the characters trying to figure out who's killing all the people. Yeah. Who's mysteriously (laughs) skinning both members of the Colombian gang and the Jamaican gang who killed Big Willie. It's like, well... It's called Predator 2. Yeah, we know. Like we, we there's no, they're, they're they're trying to do a who done it but the audience is, you know, 10 steps ahead, <laughs> but it's not played for suspense. No. But it's a really fun movie. You've got Danny Glover. It's got a bunch of lethal weapon guys in it. Yep. Uh, and diehard guys. Robert Davi's in it. Uh, the captain from Lethal Weapons in it. Danny Glover's in it. And Gary Busey's in it. Yep. Uh, and Bill Paxton. It's a Bill Paxton 80s uh joint. <laughs> which uh so he he fought a predator and an alien and was killed which, by a terminator too in the first uh, in the original terminator he's one of did the he punks. Di- did he did he die you think he's I not the he... one that gets his fist through him he oh. gets thrown i guess he gets thrown. he never he, i guess yeah. he doesn't actually die but you're right is you're he right. The, is he the only guy actor to be killed uh by an alien and a predator not in an alien versus predator movie i think so oh <laughs> uh, bill, bill paxton gone too soon we love you buddy yeah uh, yeah. So, uh, Predator 2, it's, a, it's, it's not great. It's, it's very long. Uh, it's, well, it's, I mean, it feels long, but it, it is almost the exact runtime of the original Predator. <laughs> all of these, all four Predator, uh, actual official Predator movies are like 107 minutes. <laughs> yeah. And it, it is really just, it, whether or not they feel well-paced is a 
is about execution. Yeah, well, so, but yeah, so Predator Two, it didn't do as well critically. I don't think it did quite as well. It did, like it wasn't a flop, but it didn't do as well as the yeah. first one. And I think everyone just kind of like Schwarzenegger obviously didn't come back. Uh, Joel Silver moved on to other things, and that was just kind of it for a while, at least for movies. Predator, and then at about the same time was Alien Three, right? Uh, yeah. And that franchise ended, but the big thing in Predator 2, there's big old Easter egg is they go onto the Predator ship and they see all these alien skulls. And one of them is a Xenomorph from alien. And that led to this whole thing of like, Oh, they should do alien versus predator. And that led to a whole bunch of comics and video games. And you know, it, it predator sort of existed sort of like star Wars did in the nineties, just in other media. Yeah. It didn't really, there was no talk of it coming back until as on a, except as an alien versus predator movie for a long time. Yeah. And really until, I mean, I think they kept trying to get Arnold back for a predator movie, but he kept wanting to come back for the Terminator movies. And then eventually he had, you know, political ambitions and that sort of derailed any movie any movie aspirations he had anyway literally he was he said i will do a cameo in alien versus predator only if i lose the election (laughs) he was running for governor of california at the time and then he won so that didn't work out but yeah it's yeah he's come back for all the the terminator movies but not the predator ones and i think it's because if you read about all three of the movies we're going to talk about None of them involve him as the lead. Right. They they all involve him like showing up at a cameo at the end to like team up for a, another movie with whatever your new hero is. The only movie that where they wanted him to play be the lead was the uh the they originally pictured uh Predator 2 as him teaming up with the uh, LAPD detective. Right. They were going to... It was going to be Swayze. Uh, <laughs> Swayze and Schwarzenegger teaming up. Right. Well, because I think my understanding is the original idea for Predator 2 was to take the, Pred- the, the first Predator comic series, Concrete Jungle, and turn that into a movie. And that comic series is all about... Um, Dutch uh, Arnold's uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger's character Dutch. It's all about his brother um, right. fighting a fighting a predator. So they were going to kind of adapt that. Um, yeah. So. But I think our, it was just it was a money thing. Well, Arnold I mean, wanna, yeah. you know, you think about what was what was Arnold doing in 1990 or you know right around then? Well, he was probably making Terminator Two. <laughs> yeah. No, this is. Our Arnold could not have been a bigger box office star than in like the the transition from the late '80s into the early '90s. Yeah, he did Terminator Two instead of Predator Two, and Terminator Two is you know was the biggest hit in the world. Yeah, yeah. I think they didn't give him a salary; they just like bought him a jet. <laughs> probably, probably. Uh, but yeah, so like Predator kind of lay dormant, uh, and you know we're gonna talk. I think we're gonna touch on the Alien movies a lot throughout this conversation yeah. because they are all now completely intertwined uh, in many ways. Yeah. Um. So yeah, then I kind of I think just uh, Alien versus Predator happened because Paul W S Anderson had an idea for it, and they well, kind of just said okay. Well, right? they they'd been trying to make it for a long time. I mean, my understanding was is. Excuse me. They were trying to make it at least in the mid '90s, and a bunch of different directors were attached to it. Like Roland Emmerich was attached to it at one point. Yeah, that's right. And there, there's rumors that the um, Capcom arcade beat 'em up uh, was actually what the movie was going to be. There, there's no 
con- confirmation about that, but that was that's the rumor. Um, but then you know they kept trying to do it, and my understanding is also that because if you make an Alien versus Predator movie, you have to bring in the army of producers that the Alien movies have, yeah, and the army of producers that the Predator movies have. So you have like just you have to pay a lot of people just to get one of these movies yeah. off the ground. Um, and so it just kind of was in development hell. Peter Briggs, like, wrote a spec script, like, just on his own that got him an agent and got into development of an Aliens vs. Predator, um, script. Um, and that was sort of the earliest version of it, but it never sort of made it. And then Paul W.S. Anderson, I, I don't know if he came in with an idea or if they asked him if he had an idea, but he... Uh, I, Either way, he got the job. <laughs> and there's elements of some of the Alien vs. Predator Dark Horse comics right. that are in uh, in the movie. Just, you know, light, like, small things. The lead character is very much feels like she was lifted from the, the, the Dark com- Horse comics. Yeah, uh, you uh, know more about it than I do. It's But it's not, um, a di- like, the road to Alien vs. Predator isn't as, like, well chronicled as the Freddy vs. Jason right. one. Like, there's, you don't, I don't feel like not there are either aren't as many scripts unmade scripts out there or they're just not as easy to get a hold of i I feel like i've read maybe one yeah i I think the peter briggs script is sort of legendary just because it was written on just he wrote it on spec and that got him a job basically which again is one of those things that only happens once and will never happen again (laughs) yeah don't don't do that either they're they Disney's making, uh, like, uh, Disney's making Iron Man. They don't need another take on Iron Man. (laughs) So don't write your Iron Man. (laughs) Exactly. Um, so, but I do think it was in development and at least they just, they, they kicked around ideas. I don't know how far along certain things went. I know like the Peter Briggs one draft did get sort of far along in development, but Again, I know Roland Emmerich was attached. I know they they approached Guillermo del Toro at, at some point. Like um, you do. That's just Hollywood law. Yeah. You have to approach <laughs> Guillermo del Toro. <laughs> um, and this was, you know, circa 2000. So I think he was looking for stuff to do. But um, he, he ended up making the first Hellboy movie. So that was yeah. sort of, which ironically was written by Peter Briggs. So, so. Yeah. So uh, every, everybody wins. <laughs> So uh, and whoever wins, we lose. We lose. But yeah, you're right. It's not. It's not like sort of the legendary like 50 drafts that sort of kept getting churned out and and kept getting run through the studio system. I think it just it was something that Fox always wanted to do, but also cost a lot of money because of the producer baggage and uh, you know because there's a lot of guys you have to pay if you want to use the alien in a movie. And, yeah. You know, and, uh, and 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 I think. Look, I, I'm just going to say, we're going to do Alien 3 next week. And so we'll probably get into the, the the morass that is the, you know, Walter Hill, Dan O'Bannon, Ridley Scott, uh, right. you know, Wright's shit show that is Star Beast. But, uh, <laughs> um, Star Beast, and this originally was called Hunter before right. they called it Predator. Star Beast versus Hunter is 100% the Sci Fi Channel original, the, you know, as- Asylum knockoff <laughs> yeah, of Alien. Absolutely. Absolutely. I don't know if they ever made a knockoff. No, they did. It was oh, called no, was Alien, Alien, was Alien versus Hunter, right? Alien yeah. versus Hunter, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not as on the nose as the Terminators, but, yes. you know, what are you going to do? Oh, <laughs> uh, so, um, 
Yeah, it's so like they finally got it made and they had Paul W.S. Anderson, who is he's like like the best bad director. That's the only way I can describe him. I like his movies more than like with some exceptions, like I'm more inclined to watch a Paul W.S. Anderson movie than I am like a Roland Emmerich movie or something like that. He's he I think he has aspirations of greatness but he just can't help but make his like schlocky cheesy movies. Well, you know, to quote to quote Mystery Science Theater and it's one that you've used a lot. It's Paul W.S. Anderson movies are movie loafs. Yes. <laughs> Real movie parts chunked in form. Exactly. It's they're not like they're not good movies and most of his movies are comprised of bits and pieces of other better movies. Uh, yeah, I mean his movies are all each each and every one of them. Mortal Kombat, Event Horizon, <laughs> uh Alien vs Predator, all the Resident Evils, his Death Race remake. These are all his uh, his Three Musketeers, right. <laughs> which I always forget about. Um these are each one of these movies is just the most pastiche pastiche you could find in genre filmmaking. Exactly. But the thing that makes him sort of a cut above that description, like a, a hack, is that his movies look really fucking good. You know? Yeah. Like, for the most part, I mean, they do. I mean, by really fucking good, I mean, like, consider the budget for Alien vs. Predator. It's pretty That's low. True. And it looks, it looks like a real movie. It looks great. <laughs> like the CG, some of the CG doesn't hold up. Right. But it's also because they clearly put a lot of TLC into the practicals. Right. Like they build some real nice practical aliens. They, you know, the Predators are all stunt guys. Yeah. Uh, it's, yeah, well, I watched it last night. I sort of made an 11th hour, because last week I think we dis- discussed, like, we're not going to talk about AVP. Yeah. But I made sort of an 11th hour decision to watch it. Because, you know, it, I, I watching a Alien vs. Predator is just like, it's like loading the dishwasher. <laughs> it's just a reflex. I can just do it. It doesn't, I don't, I'm not, it's not, it's, it doesn't make me feel anything. Right, right. It's like, <laughs> exactly. But I was, I was watching it and I was kind of like, the first thing I thought was, A, Prometheus took a lot of this plot and just repurposed it. Uh, and also, it's it's got a lot of really good stuff in it. Like, it's one of those things, sort of like Fre- Freddy versus Jason, it knows not to overcomplicate, uh, like, getting the Predators and the aliens into one place. Right. And it's, it's a real video game map of a yep. location. Yep. The underground pyramid, you know, in the Antarctic. <laughs> that constantly moves. <laughs> yeah. But, like, the characters are like a touch less dumb than they could be in this kind of movie. And it's got a likable cast and the lead. I I think Santa Lathan is great as the lead. Yeah. One of the few women of color in one of these movies as a lead. And she's like, she's the most competent lead character in any of these films. Yeah. Like in terms of like, maybe not in all the predator movies, but just like, she's so like the character is, does, isn't burdened by, like, a ton of, like, um, emotional, like, character backstory. You know, she's not haunted by some trauma. She's just, like, they hired a really professional guide to get them to this pyramid, and she's... She's gonna do the job. <laughs> and she's just professional enough to be the last person standing. Yeah. Well, and and it's, you know, what's, what's fun about her is that she, even though she is a Ripley clone, she doesn't feel like a Ripley clone, Mm-mm. you know? And No, there's no moment for her where she actively transforms into like where she goes down to the tank top and like gets a big gun. Right. Like exactly. she, she, 
she kind of teams up with the Predator out of necessity. Yeah. And he, he, you know, there's that pretty cool bit where the Predator, like, rigs up an alien head as a shield for yeah. her, which is... And, and this leads to the thing that all three of these movies try to do, <laughs> which is clearly... All right. It's it's one of these things. The story of the of making a third Predator is trying to figure out what to do with Predator. Right. And so Predator 1, he's an alien hunter in the jungle. Great. Predator 2, change up the location. Alien hunter in the big city. Sure. Third one, alien and Predator, or humans and Predators team up. And that's what they keep trying to do. And it's become, with each sing, every single one, it becomes more and more bogged down in weird predator world building involving, like, predator, like, turf wars. <laughs> and, and, and I, it's so weird well, well, how they, like, yeah, well, you, you go ahead. Well, I feel like you, I'm, I'm going, coming this from a very emotional place because I took no notes. <laughs> Well, that, I mean, that's fine. I, I took notes, but, uh, I, you know, whatever. I, I, have, I care about this franchise a lot. But um, Literally, my only note is I wrote down Nimrod Antal directed Predator, I, <laughs> so I remember his name. No, my, my big thing um, with the Predator and human teaming up, and I think it really only works in AVP, um, because the other movies half-ass it. Um, yeah. They, like, tease the idea of human and Predators teaming up, and then don't follow through and i mean there's obvious reasons for that in the predator and in predators it's sort of annoying for me but i you know it's like if you're gonna do it just fucking do it and and have them team up and don't don't like tease it and then in both predators and the predator before the humans can team up with the creature the creature that they're going to team up with dies or is killed by the bigger one yeah and in predators it, I, yeah, I don't know. Is it because you want they really? It's, you really want to have like predator on predator action, hot predator on predator action? <laughs> well, I, I mean, I think that's I mean part of it, but also it's like they like you say they they want to go into the predator lore without actually going into it. Like yeah. they don't want to actually explain what the predators are like when they're not hunting. <laughs> it, it just it seems like. Either the I'm I think it's actually the producers who don't want it to happen, um, and when we start talking about the predator, that I'll get into that. But um, it just seems like for the people running the franchise, just don't want to get into it either because they feel like they're going to do it in some in another movie down the road, or they just feel like it'll take away the mystery of the creature. It does seem like every single one of these movies is, you know, it's much like because every single one of them, the original script ends with a cameo from Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> that then doesn't happen. It seems like they're all movies where they have a really great idea of what the next movie will be, and then that next movie never happens. happens. Yeah, exactly. And I think what I appreciate about AVP, and I will fully admit, AVP is not a, it's not a good movie, but it is a fun movie. It's um, fun. It's not, it's taking itself, like, it's very serious but not like serious in a fun way it's yeah. like a little too like dour yeah you know it's it's not it doesn't have it doesn't have the like uh i mean i guess in the, it's this is a very different type of movie because freddy krueger is a very different kind of villain <laughs> but freddy versus jason is over the top in like 
uh, in a way that really works for the film. Right. And I, I mean, I think AVP needed that. And I think the biggest problem with AVP is also that it's way too straightforward. Like they yeah. get to the, the, they get to the pyramid, they get the predators and it's just the, the monster battle. Like every, even like all the predator movies and all the alien movies have some weird complication with the creature. Like, you know, when the, the, the Nostromo picks up the, the predator, the alien, excuse me, the pick up the alien, they have the complication with the company and, and with, um, Ian, uh, Ian Holm, Ian, Ian Holm, Ian Holm. Yeah. With Bilbo. Ian Holm's character. Um, you know, with him, Ash, Ash, thank you. Um, with Ian, with Ian Holmes' character, with Ash being, you know, part of the company and trying to get the alien, like that's like a fun complication to the to the monster movie formula. And even Predator, like the setup of the of the first Predator, is like you know a cover up. They have to go in to, to rescue the thing to rescue a cabinet administrator or whatever, and it's it's total BS. Yeah, the first Predator, I'd forgotten the whole CIA angle <laughs> with Carl Weathers in the first one because it doesn't really matter. It just no. uh because you know, by the time the movie gets going, it's that stuff is all forgotten. Yeah, but yeah, you've they've they've they have completely blown up all the human antagonists they that might be there. <laughs> but um, it's uh, yeah, Predator Two introduces like the Alien movies, ha- and and we we talked about this yesterday. We were texting after I watched AVP. The Alien movies are smarter than the Predator movies. Yeah. And I don't mean that as a dig on the Predator movies. The Predator movies are very straightforward. Yeah. They're very simple. And the Alien movies are much more complicated, not just in terms of, like, all the weird psychosexual imagery that <laughs> happens in them, but they have the whole runner of the evil corporation, right. and you have, you know, themes of, like, motherhood, and, and it's just, there's a lot happening across those four movies, all four directed by, like, not not <laughs> uh, not phoning it in like visionary directors right. all four of them for better or worse yeah uh so like to mix them to like not just the 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 characters this is the like an alien a xenomorph and a yautja <laughs> can like go together and fight real easy they make for some quality video games right but to mix the two franchises requires dumbing down alien and or overcomplicating predator the mo- the 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 franchises. I mean, uh, yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I think I, I think Predator is a lot more straightforward pulp, um, straightforward sort of earnest pulp, whereas Alien, the Alien franchise, is more hard sci-fi is sort of the wrong term, but that's kind of it's more science fiction. It's a little more grounded. It's a little more. Um, sophisticated. It's not in action first and foremost. Right, exactly. Um, But I do think the characters, the way that these movies work, um, at least the originals, maybe not so much the newer ones, but the the originals from the 80s and 90s, um, they are sort of, they do have this sort of existential feeling about them where it's like horrible things are happening to decentish people for no good goddamn reason. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> yeah. It's not characters that go looking for trouble, right? Exactly. Or if they are, they are being manipulated by corru- by some other. By, they're manipulated into this situation by a corrupt entity or whatever. And I think that's the problem with AVP is that it sort of takes itself seriously like a a 
well, like a Frankenstein sequel from the 40s. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's, well, and it's also, it doesn't have the corrupt angle. Like, no. it has, Lance Henriksen comes back as uh, Wayland, uh, you know, Charles Bishop Wayland. Uh, but he's not all that corrupt. He's just like just, an old dying guy. He's not corrupt like the other Wayland in, in Prometheus. Prometheus. Is. Right, yeah. which I think is what they... Which is, I think the movie needed. It needed something once they got there. It needs some. Once they get to the pyramid, it needed uh, some sort of twist, some sort of turn, instead of sort of like, okay, well now they're gonna fight. All the humans are gonna die, and we, you know, you kind of yeah. know where it's going. Yeah, um, it's not. It's, I mean, it's, but, it's, but 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 that might also be putting way too much uh, like uh, expectations on a movie called Alien versus Predator. Yeah, that's the thing. I I think. <laughs> You might not want to bite off more than you can chew with Alien vs. Predator. It is very straightforward, probably to a fault. But I, you know, Sigourney Weaver was approached to do, you know, various versions of Alien vs. Predator. And she was always like, absolutely not. Yeah. She felt it would water down the Alien movie. She was like, I, ki- I had Ripley killed for exactly this reason. <laughs> so I wouldn't have to come back and do them. Yeah. Uh, but... On the flip side, I would say Predators in 2010 is straightforward in the best possible way. 100%. 100%. So, like, this this was... Uh, Robert Rodriguez produced this, and... And it, wrote an original draft of this. He, this was his version of Predator 3 from, like, the 90s. I mean, updated yeah. a little bit. Yeah, he'd been wanting to do a Predator for a long time. Like, around the time he did Desperado. Yeah. And uh, so it's... Uh, a, a group of, like, the deadliest peop- humans on Earth are dumped on this alien planet, like, a game preserve, and they are being hunted by uh, the Predators. <laughs> and there's and there's also some, like, inter- inter- uh, inter- internal conflict between different clans of Predators that sort of complicates the third act and, and is completely unnecessary. Yeah, you don't need But, to. like, the thing I like about Predators is is almost just how stock everyone is like it is it, i think the problem with the predator is the lead character is so boring yeah. and the thing that makes predator and to a lesser extent predator 2 like because danny glover is not exactly boring in it he's <laughs> playing like a weird 80s danny glover character but predator is all about the original concept was a rocky balboa like beefcake action star schwarzenegger against an alien that can match him. Yeah. And the thing I like about Predators is that Adrian Brody is almost playing a parody of that kind of character. Yeah. Like, he doesn't even have a name for most of it, <laughs> and he just, everything he says is in this voice. And it's just, the movie is just him, bit by bit, figuring out what the plot of the movie is. <laughs> and quoting Hem- Hemingway every once in a while. <laughs> yes, he does quote Hemingway one time. But yeah, I, I, I like Predators. It's, I, it's I do too. I, I Every time I watch it, I like it more. Um, it's probably the best of the sequels, I, I would say. Yeah. It's just, it's so, it's got a really good first act where you know what's going on if you're the audience because it's a Predator sequel, but it's, unlike Predator 2... They, it's a much more straightforward. You're you're introduced to these characters one by one, and they're all played by character actors you love. Yep. Uh, and uh, it's just that watching them figure it out, and they're not like they're not stupid. They're all like soldiers and black ops mercenaries and hunters, and they're sort of like figuring out what's going on. 
and but you know and by the time they figure it out you know they're getting picked off person by person <laughs> but it never it never unlike predator 2 it never feels like the movie's wheel spinning like you never sort no. of you're never you're never going like okay when 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 are the characters going to catch up it's sort of like you, it, the movie is propulsive enough that you don't actually have those questions you're not yeah, going it, all right come on a, where it, are we going to get here it's really fast paced cuz there's they parcel out the information bit by bit yeah. like you first it's where are we and then figuring out like okay we're being hunted okay we're not on this pl- not on earth anymore right okay we're you know watching these characters like strategically learn as much as they can about their enemy uh it, yeah i i don't know it's i it's not it's no great shakes but i really i enjoy it it's it's as clean a way to do a variation on the first predator as you can get yeah. And the cast is all really good. Yeah. Like, to a person. Yeah, I mean, and it's all just fantastic character actors. I mean... Yeah, you, you got, got, you got uh, Walton Goggins, who we love. Yeah. Uh, Danny Trejo's in there, because it's a Robert Rodriguez-adjacent movie, so you gotta have <laughs> Danny Trejo. Yeah. You got Alice Braga, you got Lawrence Fishburne, you've got a pre-Oscars Mahershala Ali, back yeah. when he was still Mahershala Hashbaz Ali. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and, and I love... And this is the thing that, you know, Predators has... In its complication in its story is Lawrence Fishburne, and that's like I think it's just that is such a fun little detour that the movie does, where where Lawrence Fishburne plays this character who's been stuck on this planet, has been surviving on this planet for God knows how long, and has gone insane, and yeah. is and and takes in the the crew as the uh, you know as it's moving into moving into the end of the second act. Um, and takes in the crew and, and like fucks everything up for them. And it's like, that's what AVP needed. Um, yeah. And, and, and Lawrence Fishburne's having fun. Too. Oh my God. He's having no, a blast. Like he's the really like weird kooky character. And, and Adrian Brody is like the, the really stoic action hero and everyone else around him is kind of crazy. Yeah. And you know you you learn you reveal different things about every single one of them like Topher Grace like Topher Grace you know <laughs> oh, yeah. podcast part like, three alum part uh, yes the the OG Venom uh, <laughs> you know like he's in it and he's kind of comic relief but he's not annoying yeah and then you kind of figure out like what his deal is why he's been picked with all these others you, you it, the movie doesn't the movie keeps moving enough that you never question how. Everyone got pre- there. <laughs> How do the predators? Does is I? I'd like to think there's like a room of like old retired predators that look like the scouts in Moneyball, <laughs> and they're just like this guy's. A, Earth has the top ten most wanted. So this guy, he's got. If he's the number one, that means he's got confidence. See, you know? and and that's. I want these movies to have shit like that. I want movie these movies to like go to the predator homeworld and just. Explain to us, like, why are they doing this? I need, like, scenes like that. Well, it's the Predator, the Yautja, uh, (laughs) whatever you want to call it. It's never called the Yautja in any of the movies, by the way. That's strictly extended universe. Uh, (laughs) But unlike uh, any given alien from the Alien movies, uh, a Predator is enough of a character that honestly make them the lead right like that's what we that's that's what it's like imagine like uh like a predator movie where it's the predator is in the place of arnold schwarzenegger it shows up on a planet with all its high-tech shit and bit by bit it finds itself completely outmatched by some alien enemy yeah 
Yeah, I mean, and that's part of it. You didn't watch Alien versus Aliens versus Predator Requiem, right, Sam? Because uh, I, I mean, I've been watching all these movies in preparation for Prey, not for the, necessarily for this podcast. No, but... I, I, as I as I said, uh, Alien ver- Aliens versus Predator <laughs> Requiem is uh, it's a part two, it's a part four, and it's a part six, but it is not a part three, so I don't have to give it the time of day for this podcast. Which is which is totally fair. But I think that, that movie could have benefited from actually having its protagonist be a predator. <laughs> yeah. I, any of these could have benefited from well, that. Yeah. It's, yes. it's like, like, you know what would be awesome? Like, the predator would be the, a great subject for, like, an anime-style, like, Gendy Tartakovsky, oh, like, sure. wordless, yeah. like, primal, but with the Predator. Yeah. That no. would be so cool. And I can't believe that's never been done. Yeah, I mean, and uh, my only thought is that the producers and Fox Studio, now 20th Century Studios. Now uh, Disney. Well, well, yeah, Disney, it's now 20th Century Studios under Disney. But it is, uh, like, it, it, yeah. the Xenomorph and the uh, uh, Predator are now under um, the Disney umbrella. Exactly. Um, the, I, my only thought is that they don't want to illuminate more about the predator than than they than we get I, that's my I think only it is thought. just like there but every single one of these movies seems primed at the end to dig deeper into right. like the predators yeah. like the predator ends with we're gonna we're going to war with the right. with the with the invading yautja yeah. and uh like it seems like they want to and my question is why not just do it yeah we're we're all there. We've been <laughs> sold on the Predator as a dude. Like we all think he's cool. You but, don't need you don't need to overcomplicate it. And 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 on the subject of overcomplicating things, we might as well get into the Predator. The oh most, boy. The, oh the, boy. The, yeah. the part three of these the 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 one of these three movies that's trying the most to be a third part. Right. In, yeah. in that it it's the only one that acknowledges Predator Two is canon. <laughs> And brings back a Busey uh, for, for, for the movie. Which, as far as these movies are concerned, is really the only returning character in any of these fucking movies. And returning human characters. I think you see... I think you see Anna, the the woman from the first Predator. I think you see her on a monitor in Predator Two. Yes, Other they than they that. had um they had like a filmed scene a scene of her like giving an interview. Yeah. that you would have seen like Gary Busey shows to Danny Glover, but yeah. they cut that. But yeah, yeah, no one there's no uh with the exception of maybe stunt guys like right. Kevin Peter Hall, there's no overlap in cast from any single Predator movie, including the two Alien versus Predator movies, which Alien Alien versus Predator Requiem picks up right where AVP left off. Right, right. But yeah, the, yeah, you're right. This is this feels like a third movie where it's digging into the lore. It's doing something a little different. It's uh, it's it's well, it's also this is the firmly the one that's come out during the nostalgia era. Right. You know, it's using the font from the first movie. It's written and directed by a guy who was in the first movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's the one that ref- it, it lifts the most lines from like this is the only one that brings back get to the chopper in some way. Yeah. 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 Uh, um, 
Okay, uh, how do we want to attack this? How do we want to attack this one? I, I don't know. I don't know what to do with this movie, Will. Well, it's... it's, it's it is, like, it is like you said, movie loaf. <laughs> like, I, I would put it up there with those sequels that have been clearly, like, cut and reshot to shit. It's... It's I mean, that's of... obviously that that yeah, is what's happened. But... And it's, it's like, it's messy for a big budget sequel to something. Like, it's... It's on there. It's up there with like Rise of Skywalker and Blair Witch Two, where I can see all the seams in yep. like what they patched over different parts and what they cut. Yeah. Uh, and in the original version, they filmed actual humans and predators teaming up, and then right. they decided to bypass that. Yeah. And it, it's it's. Well, I think my biggest issue with it is that it is really light on predators. Yeah. Like there's, yeah. there are two predators in the whole movie and one of them gets killed pretty, like your more conventional predator who gets killed pretty quick. And then, uh, like the big daddy predator. Yeah. I mean, there, there is, there's a good chunk, maybe of like 30 minutes where the predator sort of vanishes from the movie entirely. Yeah. It's... And, and we're spent with like an inordinate number of human characters. Right. I mean, my, so my only, like. I, I didn't remember just how jumbled and, like, frustrating at least a good third of this movie is. Like, scenes just crash into each other with no rhyme or reason. There's yeah. no flow. Like, and you're like, I don't... You jump into a scene and you're like, is this important? Why are we here? And then before you can really get your bearings, you're to another scene. And then and you're like, okay, is this important? Why am I here? And then... You move a to lot the of character, like a lot of characters reacting to things they're seeing off screen, and then you see it, and it's like, like that whole sequence when they're uh, like Olivia Munn is running around on the rooftops chasing the predator, yeah, and the people are all on the bus watching her. It it just feels like you would get no sense of geography as to no. where anyone is. All the action scenes are like that in the the, the whole action sequence in the woods. Oh yeah, at the end especially is, is like that when that was all reshot. Right. Too, like, so I mean, my only thought is is you know they. Fox hires Shane Black to write and direct a Predator movie. And like, Shane Black at the time was coming off Iron Man 3, Iron which Man, was yeah, right, which, which was which is like divisive amongst MCU fans, but was a huge hit. Enormous hit. And you know he, And I I'm of the opinion Iron Man 3 kicks ass. Top 100%, five Marvel. I love Iron Man 3. 100% I'll agree I agree with you. Can't wait to talk about it on this podcast. Yes. <laughs> Coming soon, maybe. <laughs> Whenever, at some point. Um, There's a lot of third Marvels in there. We got. <laughs> um, but you know, they hire him, and he like at this point in his career, he you know he's done Iron Man three, which is a divisive sort of like almost uh, spoof on the the Marvel formula, and, but inarguably a Shane Black movie. Right, it has that feel. Right, and then and before that, you know, sort of his comeback was Kiss Kiss Bang Bang which was a, you know, a, a, an action comedy set during Christmas, like a lot of Shane Black scripts are, um, but was very funny and, uh, and was, was a great movie. And then, and then he made The Nice, Guy, the nice Guys with uh, Russell Crowe and uh, Ryan Gosling, which is a great movie too um, and is funny. But it's also, all these movies are also making fun of the tropes of action movies. So I can only imagine that you hire Shane Black to write a Predator movie and you assume, you have to assume that it's going to be kind of satirical. It's going to take the tropes and sort of take the air out of them and take the piss out of them. And then 
They shoot the movie, and then my only thought is that some executive said, no, remove the comedy, and remove remove anything that's funny, remove anything that's weird, remove anything that can be construed as silly, try to make it scary, and try to make it shorter. That can be... But keep in all the stuff where Tom Jane has Tourette's. Right, right. Well, but I, I think that there's, at a certain level, there's only so much you could do to the movie without, like remaking the entire movie from scratch. No, he, he's got a patter to his dialogue in all his movies the same way Quentin Tarantino or Diablo Cody does. Imagine yeah. trying to, like, reshoot uh, Juno to not sound like Juno. Right. You know, I mean, it would be the same thing. Right, and that's that's my only thought, is that, that that had to be the edict, and then they needed to reshoot the ending, and then whatever, they just patched over whatever they could in editing. That's my and only they, thought. And they weren't prepared to go... All out like the way Disney did with Solo. Right. Something they didn't. Like that. Yeah. They didn't want to pay to redo the entire thing yeah. over again. That's my only thought as to what happened here. <laughs> I mean, that's because, fair, and it's and it's not new. It's it's an old story. Lots yeah. of movies get reshoots. Sometimes it's to their benefit. Sometimes it's to their detriment. There is a lot of stuff in the movie that I think was in the original version that really doesn't work. Right. No. All I, the stuff with like the predator trying to like genetically modify itself and become like a more efficient killing machine it's it's just such a weird angle for like the predator well you know, it's, as... it's it's confusing because it, it i mean it's also but again it's also like muddied in like the reshoots and the re-edits because it, it doesn't make sense as to what the predator wants and what it's trying to do and my understanding is that its initial motivation was very the the first predator that comes the one that looks more like the, the one that's played predator. by a stuntman yeah not a cgi monstrosity um my understanding is that his its original motivation was different than what they ended yeah. up going with well cuz i think there was like all these predators that had sort of gone rogue right. and were trying to help the humans and they'd shot a whole bunch of stuff with edward james almost and he right. was going to be like Sterling K. Brown's boss at, at Area 51, and there were some other predators. And there's yeah. all these like shots you can find online of like our heroes on like riding around on tanks with these you know normal sized predators, <laughs> presumably to go up against like the big uber predator that's the main villain. Well, and 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 he also had like hybrid creatures. There were like spider predators and yeah, things and like which is just such a weird and yeah, cuz the dogs look like predators in this. Right. Like they've got yeah. the dreads and the forehead. Yeah. It's it's so it's just such an odd way to go. It's not it's not what I like if I was the the on Star Trek Voyager, they had like a predator ripoff called the Herogen. Mm-hmm. And they were just like, they lived for the hunt. You know, that was their whole society. And, and you know, they, you hunt with honor. They're, you know, there's a lot of Klingon stuff in there. <laughs> uh, and and I feel like that's just what you do with the Predator. It doesn't seem like you have to really make them super complicated. Yeah, I mean, and I think that's 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 the big problem here is that it's trying to... It's trying to tell a alien invasion story with the Predator. And, and, yeah. I, and it doesn't... Be- the movie doesn't do the work to make it make sense that the predators are trying to invade. Um, and whether or not that's part of baked into the DNA of the original script or the, you know, the mucking about that has been done to the movie, either way, it, it, it just doesn't work. (laughs) And, and the whole time you're kind of saddled with all these human characters that aren't really that interesting. 
Like, well, well, I mean, I think for me, I really like the loonies. It's just the problem is, is the movie doesn't spend enough time with them to give them any of their moments, character moments to breathe. Yeah. The you only know? two that really like, sh- like feel like they have some sort of like thing going on is like our, uh, uh, Thomas Jane and Keegle, Keegan, Michael key. Cause they clearly like, they're sort of like, they're a bonded pair to put right. in animal rescue terms. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but I mean, but this is the thing that, that drives me crazy because it, it, this is something that Shane Black is actually really good at is character introductions. Like character introductions yeah. and structure are like things that Shane Black's really good at. And this movie bungles both of those things. Yeah, it introduces all of these guys. So the main character, whose name uh, Boyd Holbrook's the actor, who I thought was great in Logan. Like yeah. he was a really good villain in Logan, but yeah. he's very like he's just sort of like stock uh like southern soldier hero family man in this he's just he's the least interesting guy in the movie and he's got to carry the movie i i think it's sort of he's the actor is underserved by the material but he's the intro he gets he sees the predator and so obviously the evil uh government organization led by sterling k brown uh has to cover it up so he gets shipped off with a bunch of other like the loonies a bunch of other like crazy ex-soldier types and they're all on this bus, and we meet them all one by one. And, like, at least two of them, after meeting them on the bus, you never learn anything else about them. Like, right. Theon Greyjoy's in this movie, and I don't think he gets to do anything after his first line of dialogue. No, he says he likes to blow stuff up, and he never really blows stuff up later. No, he suddenly becomes the sniper. Right. But the other That's guy's right. also a sniper. sniper. He... <laughs> I don't know. It's it just seems it's like you go back to aliens, and again we're whole like alien and aliens are uh, <laughs> on, a, on uh, working on another level here, but like you've got a lot of characters in aliens, and they and and your main villain that you right. they're gonna you're gonna learn more about in that movie, but they do a really good job of balancing all those characters and giving them arcs and giving them things to do and making them memorable. It's it's what works uh, with like any team superhero movie on its best day. Right. Yeah. It, it's it's like you if you're gonna have seven or eight characters in the movie, you have to give them things that make them distinctive beyond the quirky dialogue. Right. Because everyone in a, when when characters aren't interesting in a Shane Black movie they or in a Quentin Tarantino movie, they all sound the same. Because like yeah. <laughs> I I kept my favorite character in the movie is the number two guy that works under Sterling oh, K. Yeah. Brown. Because he's the only guy that doesn't talk like a Shane Black character. Yeah. And I feel like he's just constantly annoyed by Sterling K. Brown. Like Because Sterling K. Brown is just like, everything he says is just like like a quip. Everything's yeah. like, we, we took a poll. Predator was cooler. Fuck yeah. You know, like that sort of thing. And, and I feel like his assistant is just constantly like, oh. He got. He wasn't always like this. Like he got. He got promoted, and it just went right to his head. And now he's just like he's doing this like persona. It's so annoying. <laughs> yeah, he's no, I, he's like the guy in Iron Man three. Yeah. Uh, honestly, I hate working here. These guys are so weird. And yeah. maybe there needed to be more of that. Yeah. You know? I, well, and 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 maybe there was. I, I you know I haven't. I know the original script, or at least an early draft, is kicking around online, and you can find it. I haven't read it, so I don't. I can't speak to it. But, um, but maybe it was. Maybe there was more of that. And and I know that there were scenes with like the people, like the the loonies hanging out with the predators and smoking. And the thing that like makes it more irritating is that at the end of the movie, 
after all the action is gone and most uh, all the loonies are dead, they go through this the scene where they pull out all this stuff that like the loonies do. Like you know, the one guy is making the origami unicorns. Yeah, and, all they 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 like and, and to and, memorialize and to memorialize them. them. And you're looking and you're watching that scene and you're going like, I don't remember any of this. <laughs> yeah. And and then there's like a fade to a very tacked on reshot ending where they. I read uh, I read about it. They had three different versions. One was the one that's in are terrible. <laughs> yeah, they're all bad ideas, gang. Uh, one is the one you see where uh, the Predators send uh, our lead an Iron Man suit that looks like the Predator, uh, which is just. <laughs> it's, he has his final line where he's like, "I hope it comes in a forty-two short because that's my new uniform." I almost like if it, it should have held a beat and he should have just gone. That sounded cooler in my head. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and then the other two versions were going to be the Predators had Newt, and a, a grown-up Newt from Aliens, and or a grown-up Ripley. Both, yeah, they had both. Who they brought from the in, future. They sent back in time, yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> I almost wish they'd gone for it just because that would have, like, like half the audience would have, like, had, a, like, a hemorrhage trying to figure that out. <laughs> And then the the third one was an Arnold Schwarzenegger cameo. Yeah, and then right? an Arnold Schwarzenegger was going to be Arnold Schwarzenegger. Like, come on, we're going to war. Uh, it's it, it it's yeah. Just just I mean, it's Arnold's probably Arnold seems happy hanging out in his mansion with like his Shetland pony and his donkey trying to fight climate change. I I don't need him to waste any time on a Predator sequel. Uh, <laughs> But if you're going to bring him back, just give him the lead. He's yeah, Arnold, yeah, you know? What, like, what, what I don't understand is you could do this entire movie. Maybe you'd have to reconfigure the kid aspect of it. But you Well, could, I, well I'm well, not qualified to talk about, like, yeah, mental illness. I'm not in, 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 But I, they basically treat autism like this kid is a mutant. <laughs> like, like, they're, like where they're like, he may be the next stage in human evolution. And I just, it's like, it's, I, it, I, I, it's weird. It's, it's really weird and uncomfortable. And, well, and, and, and furthermore, it just doesn't make any sense. The no. way the movie sets it up, it doesn't make any sense. So, but we'll, we'll you know, uh, but ignoring the kid stuff, if you were to rewrite, rewrite this movie and put Arnold Schwarzenegger in Boyd Holbrook's role, you know, you basically have him shunted away in, in this military, you know, uh, PTSD yeah. thing. Like, that's an interesting movie and is would be kind of compelling as a Predator sequel, right? Like, he's he yeah. has to, like, lead this team of, like, lunatics to, like, fight the, the yeah. oh, Predator he's like He's like Sean Connery in The Rock. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Like, he's like Sean Connery in The Rock might as well be James Bond, but if James Bond was stuck in, had been stuck in prison. Yeah. Just that's that's great. That's I, a fun idea. And I don't know why. And maybe it's just nobody wants to pay Arnold like what he probably deserves. But they but pay, like, they have they have paid him for what like three Terminator flops in a row now. <laughs> like who cares? Just yeah. give him the money. You yeah. want to talk about a franchise with where the rights have been changing hands? Right. You well, know? and 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 here's the thing. Also, it seems like Fox will. And I know that I know that Arnold didn't want to do Predator Two in the first place, but. It seems like Fox will do just about anything with the Predator franchise except bring Arnold Schwarzenegger back, which is and I and I swear to God I think the only way you can make this franchise profitable in a theatrical setting is bringing Arnold Schwarzenegger back. Yeah, <laughs> like I think Prey, which is like coming out like next week, it'll be out I think by the time this episode drops. Uh, looks great. Yeah. 
but it is there's a reason it's going straight to Hulu. Yes, yeah. it's because you 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 either need to go smaller and tell smaller stories uh, that are very different, like Prey, or from the Predator's point of view, which is like a lower risk thing you can do if you do it for TV or if you do it animated, or you go full uh, Halloween, Star Wars, Neil Blomkamp's Alien 5, uh, and bring back Arnold. Yeah. Whole hog. Yeah. Like just... they, and, and I'm not saying it's going to be successful. They have been trying again and again to do this with Terminator, and it hasn't really worked for them. But that's not <laughs> Arnold's fault. Yeah. You know, well, and arguably in the you know the movies that he's come back for, um, for the Terminator movies, he's the best part of them. Yeah, the, I I like Dark Fate. He like I love the idea they came up with yeah. for him in Dark Fate, where it's like, what does a Terminator do once they've the completed com- their mission? And he's really fucking good in that. Like, yeah, actually, he's great it's a legitimately that. good performance. Yeah, and know? he's. He's not the problem with Terminator Genesis. We'll no, just, uh, no, that. and, and he—that's another one where he's giving an, like a genuine performance. No, Arnold you know? doesn't phone it in. Yeah, he's like he's yeah. only a good actor if you use him in like very specific roles. But there's no movie where it's like, oh, Arnold looks bored. You know, yeah, it's, exactly. It's Arnold, Arnold is having a great time, even when he's like you know, in something really dumb like Conan the Destroyer or when he's in um uh, his 90s run where he's, like, playing, like, I'm just an ordinary guy. <laughs> like, I'm just a regular suburban dad. My, or my just, wife thinks I'm a nerd. Or just spitting out ice puns in a goofy suit in Batman and Robin. He, he is not phoning it in in <laughs> no, Batman and Robin. Not. You cannot he's make not. that argument. He is no. swinging for the fences. Yeah. it's. So, it, I mean, he's, he's great. It, he's... He's Arnold. Uh, and, yeah, he's Arnold. I mean, he's like it's it's like talking about Bella Lugosi as Dracula. It's yeah. you know Arnold Schwarzenegger as the Terminator or as Commando. It's not a good or a bad performance. It is just it's Arnold. It's Arnold. He is a an archetype unto himself. Yeah. Same as like Stallone is. Yeah, yeah. But that, I mean, that's I, and and I think you know I think you could even do a lot of the jokes that are in here in this movie if it's if it's Arnold doing them. And I think. I think it would just make it a more compelling movie, just, you know, from top to bottom. But, uh, you know. Yeah, it's it's really, like, it's just hard if you spend too much time with the human characters in these, because they, if you, they're, if, unless they are, like, really stock, uh, like, an, uh, it's basically the two most successful ones, are Predator, Predator 2, and, and Predators are just stocks stock commandos stock cops and assortment of stock like tough guys it's it's all very very archetypal characters that you give very basic stuff because it's a very simple story yeah it's it's alien is where you get like ellen ripley's dark knight of the soul right you know she can because because that's what those movies are about and sigourney weaver can handle that kind of material right yeah and you know it's uh yeah, and I think also the other problem is that Boyd Holbrook is playing a script that he's playing it like he's just sort of like, I'm badass guy and I'm saying badass lines. But I think if someone like Robert Downey Jr. was delivering those lines, I, yeah. think, I think they might be funny and they or might like have a, life like, to them. Like a Daniel Craig or someone yeah, like that. or somebody who, it, you know, who, who kind well, of gets it's the like rhythm. There's some performances in this movie. There's two types of performances in this movie, and it's it's people that think the movie that that are like this movie is cool, and then there's some performances where people are like this movie thinks it's cool, <laughs> and the movie can't quite decide which one. And I yeah. think it was Shane Black made a movie where it's like 
this movie thinks it's cool, and the studio wanted a movie that was cool. cool. Yeah, I think that, yeah, exactly. And and the the two are at odds, and and I, it, it, the studio clearly saw or you know his his original rough cut and said this is not what a predator movie should be, and and they tried to fix it. And that's... yeah, and it whereas and it and it kind of falters where Predators works in that the main character is I wouldn't call him funny, but he's playing off of a bunch of much more colorful characters. Right. Like he's bouncing off of Topher Grace, and he's bouncing off of uh, Walton Goggins, and you know he's got like a Yakuza guy and the Chechenian guy yeah. and Danny Trejo, and it's 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 a much it's a much they're all much more simple characters, but they're all like very identifiable. Right, and I mean, and that's that's also something that this movie and this movie doesn't where it doesn't work. Whereas, like, Aliens it really does, and um, Predators, too, to a certain extent, is that when you see all the characters in Predators, you know kind of their deal. You know exactly yeah. their deal. Like, basically, the moment they stand up, you're like, okay, I know what th- what this guy's thinking. Yeah, like, they're all, they're all like, a bunch of, uh, like, beefy, beefy macho men. <laughs> uh, a sexual tyrannosaurus, yeah. if you will. Yeah. Uh, but you know exactly what all their roles are on the yeah. team. And like then, you've and, got the tracker and you've got the the guy with the minigun and you've got exactly. uh you know like he has a relationship with Bill Duke and it's you know it's and those are all like action movie guys who totally get that material. Right. Like and in right. 1987 we're just cranking these out one by one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then but then in Predators too, you get, you know, every like the moment they fall from the sky and show up, you're like, "Okay, I know what their I know what their story is. I understand. I get it." And you don't need a whole lot the Predator doesn't do that and has to rely a lot on, on Shane Black's dialogue and actors who don't can't like don't get the rhythm of his his like, and a movie that's been in post production right. and in reshoots the pacing has been all, all thrown off yeah. and it's and Shane Black's best movies aren't big ensemble movies either right it's usually one or two guys yeah. it's almost all his movies are action buddy movies yeah yeah I mean almost to a fault I mean yeah all of them are. Basically. Yeah, except I mean, you, uh, Iron Iron Man three, but he's still like Iron Man always has someone. To, Robert Downey Jr. always has someone to play off of, be it yeah. Gwyneth Paltrow or Don Cheadle or uh, the kid. Right. You know, it's it's well, I mean, and and that movie sort of becomes a buddy action movie in its last little bit, right? Because yeah, yeah, Rhodey he and... always he his characters always have someone to talk to. Yeah, like yeah. Iron Man, like Tony Stark always has Jarvis in his head to talk to. Yeah. You know, it's it's like that. It's um, uh, and you know, Shane Black. It should be noted, didn't write the first Predator, and the first Predator is, for a lot of the movie, is dialogue free. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's the be- the whole third act. No one talks. Like yeah. I don't think there's a line between, uh, when he screams to summon the Predator, and when like he tells the Predator he's one ugly motherfucker. Yeah, I think that's true. And then yeah, and then right, and that's at- like twenty minutes of the third act. Yeah, yeah. It is actually that that fine that third act is one of the most like incredible uh, like incredibly directed and edited things. Like I'm telling is, you, man, I am telling you, John McTiernan, best like the the three in a row, Die Hard, Predator, and The Hunt for Red October, and those aren't exactly three movies that are super similar. No, either. not at all. And and but the thing about the third act of Predator is that it is you're right. There's no dialogue for a lot of it, and but it is like. It's super easy to follow, and it's super fucking fun. Like, yeah, it's just—it's not like even... it's not—it's not winking at the audience. It no. takes itself seriously, but it's fun. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's 
Yeah, I, I just, I mean, and that's a hard thing to recapture. And you yeah. can only repeat that so many ways before yeah. you have to change it up. I just, I question a lot of the decisions they've made when it comes to sort of expanding the world of the Predator movies. Well, and mean, the things they've chosen to hang on to and the things they've chosen to, like, expand upon. Right, and it, but it, and it's just, it just always feels so half-assed. Like, no one just seems to want to do, like, oh, here we're going to follow a predator, like, yeah, doing it, its thing. And like, well, and, 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 like, Joel Silver hasn't been involved in the franchise for a long time, and yeah. they've never had... I have... I don't have a great deal of affection for Prometheus and Alien Covenant, but they certainly have, like, a creative force steering the ship yeah. with those two movies. Yeah. You know, Predator has always been, like, kind of just... It's like an IP that they've got, but they don't have someone that, like... Except maybe Robert Rodriguez, when he did his... When he did Predators, yeah. uh, have had, like, a... a I've said, we've said this before. You need a Feige. Yeah. Where's your Feige? <laughs> you know, like... Yeah. Someone yeah. to like be like, okay, here's what we want to accomplish across three movies or right. two movies in a in a Hulu series, something like that. Right. Yeah, I don't know, and maybe maybe Prey will have a big twist in 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 its final third that'll you know be able to spin off into a bunch of other things. I don't know. I hope not. Actually, I hope just leave it be. Yeah, I hope it's kind of just a fun or you know a fun adventure survival movie. Maybe this is like if they get back on track and they make Prey and a couple others that aren't tied in, we can look back at the Predator is the is like a really good anthology of, of movies all centered around the same alien hunter. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, I think that's, that's yeah, I mean, I think it obviously wasn't designed that way, but I think that's the way it's going to go. And, and, that's, you know, and that's fine. I, yeah. There's like three movies in this franchise that I've watched that I really enjoy. Yeah. And, and, and then like, I don't hate the Predator. It's just a mess of a movie. And it's frustrating because everyone involved knows better. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and AVP is fine. The only one that I truly dislike and never want to watch again is Alien vs. Predator Requiem. Because yeah. it's also, like, lit in a way where you can't see what's happening. Well, yeah, I mean, and, and it's... Uh... Yeah, it is a movie that also just hates its characters. No, that that movie is no fun. It's really mean-spirited. Yeah. It has no sense of humor and it's just the characters are also super forgettable. Well, it doesn't yeah. have it doesn't yeah. have there's no like there isn't even like a Lance Henriksen no. to like tie it all together. No. I think you meet Miss Utani at the end to pair up with Mr. Wayland. Yes, you do. In a in a, you know, a post-credit scene that you'd think would be the worst part of this franchise until you see the post-credit scene and or I guess it's not really a post credit scene but until you see the you know the one in the predator which sucks 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 oh, and it should at least be like fun in a dumb way but yeah. it's just so weird it doesn't make any goddamn sense yeah <laughs> it's just like nothing oh. about that sequence makes sense you get to the point where you're like this is a, a major government in like uh, you know well it's 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 like he's it's time jump there's like a fade right. from the end of the action sequence where they kill the villain by the way, just did, did the was it just me or did the movie seem like it wanted you to think the like super predator was like really sexy? <laughs> I didn't get that. No, like I feel like he, maybe it's because he's basically like na naked for most of the movie because his like armor's built into his skin, so he's just wearing like a, like a little like like, like, like loincloth. <laughs> but he like and he has like a big swagger and he's just got big pecs. I don't know. It, I don't think it was intentional, but the movie was like just seemed like it was like this is like this is like the daddy predator he's so hot 
I don't know. Like no, I didn't, I didn't get that impression, no. Yeah. Well, it's like the look of the Predator always yeah. changes, too. Like, yeah. the ones in Alien vs. Predator are like, I feel like they're over-accessorized. Yeah, they've got... And, yeah. They're really bulky. They feel like uh, like cosplaying one. Yeah, like and, the, well, and they're, you know, Kevin Peter Hall is like a, is a trained mime, was a trained mime. I think he's been dead for a while. But yes. um, so like his movements to the, the Predator in Predator and Predator 2 are more sort of graceful and sort of feline in a way, you know. And then in AVP, they're like big bulky guys. <laughs> yeah, and they seem like, and then, and then the same in Predators, like there's the... <laughs> The fight between the the sword fight between the yakuza guy yeah. and the predator and the predator is trying to use like the wrist blade but it yeah. seems like he's never really used it before <laughs> so it's a little like unwieldy yeah the the classic predator in that is Derek mirrors who That's was right. uh, yeah. uh uh jason in the friday the 13th reboot and he's great he's yeah. great he's a great jason yeah and uh, yeah and i i mean I'm an old school monster fan. I love like when the when the when either the alien and the predator fight or when the predators fight and it gets goopy and strange. I like that just uh, just on a primal level. I think that stuff is fun. Yeah, um, there's a lot of potential here, and you know there's a lot of fun stuff in this franchise. It's just a weird franchise that doesn't really have any sense of continuity and <laughs> isn't sure what to do with itself from movie to movie. <laughs> Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Uh, yeah, I mean, the I guess the, the ones that feel the most, like, of a piece, and I think it's just because I came at them, like, you know, as we were saying earlier, there was just a period of time where there were no Predator or Alien movies just in the 90s. Um, but Alien, or Predator and Predator 2 feel, like, of a piece. They feel sort of... In, at least in the same league with each other. Well, they're two different types of Joel Silver. Yeah, action exactly. Because he yeah. makes Jungle, he makes Commando, and he makes Lethal Weapon. And, yeah, one, yeah. They, you know, one is Commando and one is Lethal Weapon. Yeah. And, and it, you know, some of them lean in, like, do a better job. Like, that score, that Alan Silvestri score, that, yeah. like, it, it's, it's so, like, ethereal and weird. And when they use that effectively, I think they do a really good job using bits of that in Predators yeah, uh, to sort of, you know, get build the tension of, like, something's watching us. Yeah, you know? yeah exactly. But yeah, um, so yeah, like, I, I guess it, it only makes sense to go from a franchise with no continuity to a franchise with, uh, you know, a continuity that's often, like, desperately clinging to <laughs> I, I don't even know how to put it uh it's a it's a franchise that really wants to have continuity but maybe doesn't always need it <laughs> uh anyway we're gonna talk about alien 3 awesome. which is uh a a one of my one of the most fascinating sequels ever made yeah it's the alien movies are fascinating to me yeah uh and uh like because there's there's uh, the first two are classics, and the third one is just su- such so a bleak. weird, like so bleak, <laughs> very bleak choice for uh, for like uh, a final movie in the series. Yeah, and then there's the fourth one is like the weirdest possible reboot you could do, <laughs> and then the rest of it is like you know you've got your Alien versus Predator cheese, and then this like prequel backdoor like reboot of the franchise <laughs> which i guess also it should be noted prometheus um and alien covenant 
uh, retcon Alien versus Predator because it turns out the Xenomorphs were created by Michael black, Fassbender. Michael Fassbender playing with black goo, just some black goo and experimenting <laughs> on people and yeah. And I, I, I don't like Alien Covenant very much. I, I don't like either of those two movies very much. I know that they have their fans, but Prometheus uh, is gorgeous to look at. Yes. I yes. it in it and it works best when it's not being an alien movie. Yeah. But both of those movies like and we'll talk about this next week fe- feature some of the most boneheaded characters <laughs> in science fiction. <laughs> for two movies that like like purport themselves to be very smart right and have a lot of pretension behind them they yeah all those characters are very dumb you expect those types of characters in alien versus predator yeah (laughs) it's it's like a game you can play with uh, any alien or predator or crossover movie is how quickly are these characters fucked and it's you know like maybe an hour in an alien it's not until like they activate the pyramid in alien versus predator it's about five minutes in in Alien Covenant. <laughs> it is like the moment they step off that ship, they're, oh, you're dead. You're, you're done. all dead. You're all done. <laughs> you dummies. Everyone stop wear, taking off your helmets on the alien planet. Stop What's it. wrong with you people? Stop yeah. touching the goo. <laughs> Why must you touch the goo? Or in Prometheus, the guy who designed the map system getting lost. That was my favorite. <laughs> yeah. Or and he, and he gets stuck with the, the other guy who... Uh, is like the moment he sees like a weird alien eel is like to oh, pet it. Hi, buddy. Hi. <laughs> like, no, no. <laughs> God. Uh, well, well, then that begs a question: Are we watching the producer's cut or the, or are we watching uh, the theatrical cut? Um, I'm gonna say theatrical cut. Uh, okay. I, it's up to you. They're not like the the two of them don't aren't super different from each other structurally. Yeah. There's kind of a big set piece in the middle of it. There's, there's one character who's greatly expanded in the, in the producer's cut. It's a very interesting, you get a more of a sense of what they were going for with the movie. Right. But, uh, you know, I don't think it, it's, it's, it's not a game changer in terms of what it does for the main characters, the way like the alien special edition is. Right. Okay. All right. It's your call. I am going to watch um, uh, uh, the documentary. Those the the alien like box set has those amazing making of documentaries. Right. And uh, if you can get a hold of it, I highly recommend watching Wreckage and Rage: The Making of Alien Three. Because uh, when they came out on Blu-ray, they restored all this stuff that Fox had made them initially cut of oh. just David Fincher losing his shit on set. <laughs> Like I it's a track fa- that down. Is that a, yeah. that's on the Blu-ray you said? That's on the Blu-ray. Okay, set, I don't yeah. have the Blu-ray set. So all right, all right, all right. Record yeah, it's it's uh it's called some. The documentary is called something else uh, on the Alien Quadrilogy, the DVD set, and then right. it's called Wreckage. It's one of Charles De Lazarica's right. documentaries, and it's fantastic. He did Dangerous Days about Blade Runner. He did a big one for Prometheus. He's one of the best making behind the scenes documentary uh, filmmakers out right. there, and he did one for all four of the original Alien movies. Okay. But yeah, um, Alien 3, just just a fascinating, bleak movie. And if you haven't seen the Alien movies, my recommendation is you watch Alien. You watch Aliens, wait about six years, <laughs> then watch Alien 3. Because if you watch it right after Aliens, it, it's, a it's, big it's, down. Gonna, it's gonna lose you really quick. <laughs> it's, it's like, 
or it depending on how you feel about aliens maybe not no, that's true <laughs> i do know some people that think that happy endings are bullshit and uh <laughs> alien 3 is the movie for you yeah <laughs> Ooh. <sighs> good times yeah fun for i much like these fun franchise to talk about uh fascinating movies yeah i'm sure we'll get into alien resurrection as well yeah which is a soupy sweaty sexy french disaster <laughs> of a movie <laughs> with a really wonky joss whedon script yeah oh it's it's a joss whedon <laughs> firefly prototype <laughs> yeah. where he just kept trying to like get motley crew of people in space he did that and he did titan ae yeah, that's right yeah 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 well what can you add to that folks thank you as always for listening uh it's always a delight to ramble on about uh third movies for you and with you you can find us on twitter and instagram at podcast part three that is the number three and uh until next time will any final thoughts get to the chopper anytime (laughs) anytime I couldn't remember what the Predator said in any of these in any of these movies, except in Predator 2, where he says, shit happens. <laughs> Want some candy? Want some candy? Yeah. <laughs> it's really unnerving at the end of Predator when he starts just laughing in <laughs> Billy's voice. Yeah. Like, Predators don't laugh. They only mimic other people's <laughs> just, laughs. Just cackle. And Schwarzenegger's face is so fun. It's like, oh, God, fuck! Yeah, gotta go! <laughs> Oh my goodness. Well, on that note, Will, until next time, I'll see you later. Always fun. Good night, folks. Good night.